Hello, my name is Aaron Post, a 23-year-old entrepreneur. I started up the Tall Post Craft Cider Company, um, and essentially we're doing on-site sales for our local Hamilton people. Can you tell us a little bit more about like when did you start up, what do you have going on here, all that kind of stuff? Uh, so originally we started in May 18, 2018, was when I got a master business license. It took us a year to get through the legalities of paperwork and uh, dealing with the city of Hamilton. Uh, essentially we started a in a shipping container, um, a craft cidery with on-site bottle sales. So we're really excited to be working on about a 100 acre farm with about 20 acres of apples. Uh, nicely landscaped backyard and we we're hoping to serve flights. People can enjoy those and then take home a six pack. Excellent. And you, uh, you have quite a variety of stuff uh, just starting off. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about maybe your flagship work and then uh, what else you get into? Uh, sure. So we started with uh, four flagships. Our goal is to have them uh, full time in Kansas fall. We currently have our original draft, which is our apple blend. Uh, we use it to start off our base. It's our, our craft cider where we start with. Um, and our first deviation from that is our wild draft. We use the wild draft um, to produce exactly the same as our original draft, but instead we uh, let the yeast go wild on it. And so really to educate the consumer on the differences that yeast can do for your flavor profile. Uh, after that, we move over to our ruby red. It's one of our first fruit batches we've ever fermented. Uh, strawberry rhubarb, we grow the rhubarb here on site. Um, and the strawberries, we grow some of them on site. Uh, for our larger batches, we bring the strawberries in from Tiglar Berry Farms. And for uh, the rhubarb, we bring it in from Lennox Farms. Um, so that's our ruby red. And then the last one we have is our Heritage Dry. It's called True North. Um, and the goal with that one is we use only Northern Spy Apples. It comes out with a nice dry cider. It's, it's our base for our dry lineups in the future. Uh, and then you do a couple of little one-offs that you're, are you experimenting? Are these things that you've done before in the past and you try to bring them back for rotation? So we have a bunch of different lineups on the go. We have our wild berry lineup, which is our wild raspberry, wild blackberry, and wild blueberry. The wild raspberries and blackberries come from right here on the property. We have them along the ditch line out back and in the uh, creek beds. So we pull those out when they're in harvest. Um, when it comes to wild blueberries, we import those from about an hour north of, or an hour, sorry, hour south of Ottawa. Um, and from there on, we have uh, a bunch of other one fun stuff. We have a one-off uh, pawpaw. It's a fruit locally grown in southern Ontario, pretty rare. We have a one-off of cane kiwi. Uh, we get our supply once a year for that. Um, yeah, we're always looking for sourcing weird stuff. This year, we're bringing in some white peaches, some white apricots. We have white strawberries. Um, and we also have a full berry lineup of stuff that's grown here on farm. T tell me how you got started here and, and, and how the shipping container became the home right now. <laughs> shipping container is a fun one. Um, I told my parents I wanted to start a craft cidery at the age of about 19. Uh, they kind of told me it's not a wise idea. I probably shouldn't be doing that. So in turn, I put a 40-foot shipping container on their property when they weren't home. Uh, so they kind of got stuck with a 40-foot steel box. They didn't know how to move. Uh, which gave me the opportunity to spend about two years building it into a microbrewery. So about 80% of our buildings recycled materials. Um, a lot of the stuff was scavenged. The, the roof is leftover insulation from a company down the road. The door was from a door company. The windows were leftover glasses of, or glass. Um, so essentially I, I built it and pieced it together and it became a recycled container. Um, I went to the city of Hamilton, got my building permit in June 2018. And uh, over the last year, I Put on the I'll put it on the property, hooked it up, and got her fully functioning. So that's how the sea king came around. How I got started was I uh, was working at Dillon's Distillery, and I wanted to get into my own business. I wanted to get into my own distillery, 
Uh, they're extremely expensive to start up, so distilling wasn't an option. Uh, craft cider was becoming a big thing. I really liked it, really enjoyed it. I liked the farm agriculture side behind it. So I started home brewing. I bought an antique uh, wooden press and I started pressing all my own fruit. Uh, from there it kind of grew into an obsession where I bought more and more equipment and then I realized that hey this is possibly a good business opportunity so then I started working for Tickler Berry Farms for three years. Uh, they knew that I was into cider and I wanted to start a cidery and the opportunity came available on one of their more rural farms and uh, we hopped on it. So now we're here at 1170 Hendershot Road and producing great cider. Uh, the reaction about dropping this on your parents' spot is quite interesting, uh, but I also guess that being that you, you as you said, you're 23, there's uh, some other unique quirks to yourself about it, which is which is interesting as well. Um, does that play into what you're producing? The fact that you, you seem to be uh, going after some very unique angles. Uh, most definitely. Uh, I have ADD dyslexia and I took those on as a strength, not a weakness, very quickly. Um, I look at the world a little differently. My parents uh, also pushed us to go past the norm. Um, I started with a go-kart back when I was probably seven or eight and it broke down and well, I don't know how to fix it, you guys fix it. So we learned that, we learned very quickly on if somebody else built it, you can also build it. If somebody else built it, you can also take it apart and repair it. So we've always been curious about figuring out how things worked. Uh, when it came to business, I was curious about how business worked and how people made money in commerce and selling and buying and trading and swapping. And I uh, kind of got curious into that. And then uh, curiosity kind of brought me to distilling when I was 18, legally distilling, not illegally distilling, legally. Um, and from there, the whole alcohol industry, mind you, I grew up in Beams, Ontario. So I was around the wine country and the vineyards and this is where we dirt biked and this is where we played and this is where we did everything. So. I naturally fell into the wine industry and that was kind of where I ended up now 23 and on my own side so very interesting again trip and so forth what are your plans and goals over the next couple of years <laughs> oh that's a good one uh, grow uh, tall post uh, yeah we want to push the limits where we're looking for unique flavors we're looking for a base uh, flagship four and then to grow it uh, the property that we're on currently has two amazing barns on it and we're really excited to use uh, the infrastructure and to leverage the um, skills in our own community. Coming from a large church base, we have a lot of people in our, our community that are that have the skills for marketing, that have the skills for serving, that have the skills for farm agriculture. I really want to leverage that along with um, the opportunity that I have here at 1170 to, to grow. Our goal is to grow as big, as fast, and as strong as possible. And you take Sundays off as well, I heard? Yes. Yeah, we're uh, never open Sundays. It's uh, come from a religious background point of view. Um, I really want to grow the company with company culture. So part of my really big ambitions, um, something I learned from Dave Ramsey was he gives all his employees two weeks vacation. I would love to do that. But then there's a third week that's mandatory that they um, donate their time to a nonprofit. One of the ones that's really big for me is a campfire battle camp up by Markdale, Ontario. So I actually have plans to take off the last week of July, we're shutting the whole business down, just to go up there for the three days, four days and surf. And the really awesome opportunity that the alcohol industry lends for that is there. So, What have been some of the big challenges that you've come across and, and how have you addressed those? I mentioned before I had dyslexia and ADD and uh, doing paperwork and the legalities behind starting the alcohol industry um, is a challenge, right? And, and to take on the biggest challenge possible also lends the opportunity to learn the most as possible. 
Uh, being 23, I have no college at university education, kind of intentionally. Um, my goal is to learn in life, right? So when it came to asking questions or calling people, I know some people got really annoyed by me because I would call them three, four times a week that questions and it was learning, right? So uh, I would say that was the biggest challenge was figuring out the steps. And now that I'm here, I would love to help other people figure those steps out. So. And being, being that, what would you give as uh, your first suggestion of someone who is, say, just starting out to make some product? Come talk to me. Let's go have coffee. Uh, three years ago, Revel, uh, Treak from Revel Saturday sat down with coffee with me, and I said, Treak, what is this worth getting into? And he's like, Aaron, go for it. Go all in. Um, talk to people that have knowledge and wisdom in the industry. Right? Go find the CEOs of the wineries. Go find the, the brew masters. Go find and talk to them. Just keep talking. Um, and it's free to talk, right? So, but the amount of knowledge you take away from a conversation is depending on the questions and how ambitious you are for them. Um, being a younger person, everybody's always willing to help the young gun, the young guy. Um, whether that's because the, they're living vicariously through you or whether they're interested in seeing somebody else succeed, what they do, there's always, people are always willing to help. And it is a very positive sector. Like that's what we've noticed from there's, yeah, there's one or two people that are a little more standoffish um, or could come off as, you know, negative, but uh, that's, that's everywhere. And it seems as though cider as an entire sector, and you're the last of a, about a 15 cidery stop tour uh, in the last three days. Uh, and it's been all positive and, and great people and great vibes and so on and, and that's a really good thing to have and, and keep motivated and if you want to stay in or get involved in in the sector i i do believe that there's such a demand for the product that the stresses of a competition aren't there uh, along with the fact that the whole vibe is going really chill everybody like there's no point in being all strung up there's no point in in being prickly to each other i mean we're all in the industry together and like, uh, I'd rather I'd rather see somebody have a smile on their face and see somebody say, "Oh, he's here." I don't want to deal with that guy, right? And that's the industry. Whether you're, like whether you're dealing with farmers and you're walking in, and you're talking with farmers about how the weather is or how their day are going, or whether you're going to the opposite side where you're dealing with um, the cardboard suppliers and the glass suppliers and all of that. Right? It's, you're better off having a joyful attitude than a bad attitude. Well, with that, thank you so very much. Uh, where can people get more information about you? Uh, so we mostly post to Instagram and Facebook, although we do have a website. We are revising it shortly. Um, I'd say those are your three main best outlets for us. Perfect, and looking forward to uh, getting a chance to try some of these here. So thank you. Lovely.